I'm Buzz Knight, and welcome to the special L.A. edition of the Taken a Walk series. We're here at the Crestwood Hills Park in Brentwood. A beautiful setting, a beautiful day, and a perfect spot to take a walk with my guest, L.A.-based singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and producer, Grace Gostad. Grace released her debut album, Black Box, What Are You Hiding?, in 2021, and she has one of her songs, Hero, getting great reaction in the Netflix original, Rescued by Ruby. I'm so excited to be taking a walk with Grace Gosted. Taking a walk with Buzz Knight. Well, Grace, it is so nice to meet you and to be uh, taking a walk with you. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is like the most unique, probably, interview podcast experience I've ever had. Well, I have been uh, really fascinated by your work. Uh, to say the least, um, you put everything out there with your work. You are not just a singer-songwriter. Um, you are just a fabulous content creator, and um, I'm really uh, amazed by the work you do. So that's particularly been something I've been so excited about to, uh, to take a walk with you. Um, do you take a walk at any point in time during the day to just kind of chill and you know feel good about uh, what's going on in your life or uh, how do you use walking you know I've got a dog and I'm in the process of getting another one so walking my dog's a big part of my daily routine Um, he loves the outdoors and it gives me you know some time to get outside Uh, I spend a lot of time in uh, you know studios and uh, very uh, dark small spaces so it's always always nice to get out and get into nature and um you know, if I can do it with my dog, that makes it ten times better. And the dogs, really, they have the mind of their own, right? I mean, it's really yes, their walk. It's not your <laughs> walk when it comes down to it, right? Yes, they do. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, especially when there's a, uh, a scent hound of some type uh, involved, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they see a squirrel and they're off to the races, right? Yeah, well, I've got, a, I've got a very little dog, so he's usually much more afraid of everything outside than, uh, you know, any of the animals are of him. So um, he kind of sticks close by and, um, you know, hopes that he doesn't get attacked. He's a little shih tzu, so he's... Hey, you're not supposed to swear on the podcast, Grace. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, did I? <laughs> oh, oh did I got you. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's good. See what I, I like did that. there? Yeah. I got you. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so you grew up um, in the uh, New York area, actually, after some time in Arizona. Is that correct? Yep. I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and then when I was about nine years old, um, we moved to Long Island and then... After a few years there, we moved to New York City where I attended high school. So um, what were your impressions growing up in the New York area in terms of just the the hustle and bustle and the insanity? It's very fast-paced. You know, New York is, it's a loud city. It's an exciting city. It's very intense. But I think that for me as an artist, I was able to draw a lot of inspiration from the New York environment. Um, There's so many different types of people from all different walks of life, and uh, it makes for a really great sort of creative hub. So um, do you go back frequently at all? Um, I do. Um, My uh, dad still lives on the East Coast and my my aunt as well. Um, So I go and visit them periodically. 
Um, and we still have an apartment in New York, so sometimes when we've got some free time to go visit, my mom and I will go. Um, but, you know, New York has changed um, since I grew up there. Um, the pandemic, I think, on any major city, they've all sort of taken a little bit of a hit. But um, it's slowly getting back to normal. Yeah, the cities are really, uh, people just are, are moving out of the cities and yearning for, for, I guess, quiet in the country, right? Yeah, you know, and I, I, I think I can understand that. Um, I'm a huge nature person. I really like to, you know, fish and hike and just be outdoors. I love to swim, things like that. So I can totally understand people uh, <laughs> not wanting to be a part of the hustle and bustle anymore. So yeah, we're at this uh, cool park, the Crestwood Park in Brentwood. And, uh, you know, as someone who's been in Boston for uh, the last few months uh, dealing with uh, the winter, it's nice to have some sunshine and uh, beautiful weather and to be uh, taking a walk and enjoying a conversation. That's one of the cool parts for me, meeting new people, having a conversation with someone that you meet for the first time, and someone who has a story to tell. So your story... Um, take us back to the earliest point you could remember where you knew, and I've, I've heard you in other interviews describe this, uh, that you were going to be uh, a musician. Gosh, well, you know, there's, there's two points really that I speak about quite a bit. Um, but I think that the biggest one for me, I was riding in the car with my dad and I heard just dance for the first time um, by Lady Gaga and sort of, you know, this was in that same time period where I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry came out and I was just getting exposure to like these big pop sounds, these big pop musicians and uh, I just remember hearing that song and I listened to it 400 more times and I announced to my parents that that's what I was going to do one day. I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to be a pop star and they were like, okay, you know. <laughs> Sure, whatever, but um, you know, here we are many years later and I feel lucky to be able to do music as my everyday job. It's like doing what you love every day. You never work a day in your life. And it was, it was a moment of complete certainty for you when you realized that, right? Absolutely. I, I um, really began to study Lady Gaga um, as a performer, an entertainer, an artist. Um, and she really just ended up being such a, almost like a muse for me. I, I drew so much inspiration from her as an artist and I think that she really um, solidified uh, music being something that I wanted to pursue professionally. And your mother uh, plays music as well. She does, yeah, my mom is um, a very talented piano player and writer and singer too. She never pursued it professionally. Um, but occasionally I'll still, you know, walk down the stairs and she'll be playing something beautiful on the piano. Um, she's probably a, a better piano player than I am, but she's got, you know, an extra 40 years on me or so, so. But you learned while you were sitting on her lap. Yes, I did. I, um, I used to follow her hands on the piano. She put my hands on top of hers and she'd play, you know, different chords and different melodies and things like that. And that's, um... Those are my earliest memories of, of starting to learn how to play music. So as uh, uh, life progressed and 
you faced some pretty incredible challenges in your life. Um, music was always something you can come back to um, and really utilize as, you know, really um, almost a savior, right? Yeah, music has always been my safe space. Um, it's always been, you know, a space for me where um, I feel that I can go when I'm having a hard time. Um, any sort of struggles, any type of pain that I was ever feeling, um, my way of coping was to turn it into, you know, art. I always say in order to sort of process something very painful and, and very uh, ugly, um, you got to turn it into something beautiful. You got to turn it into something that you can work with. So for me, um, any hardship or anything like that that I've ever faced in my life, I have found a way to um, turn it into something, um, you know, that people can appreciate. And as you uh, progressed in, in your career, in your writing, in your uh, musicianship, um, how did you sort of always challenge yourself to, to learn and grow as an artist? You know, I think the biggest challenge is to just keep, keep writing, keep going. Um, I've been, gosh, I've played piano now for 15 years, which is kind of crazy considering I'm only 20. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I just, whenever I thought that I had sort of topped my level, I, I, I kept working. Um, you know, anytime I did a great song, I, I wanted to go back in the studio and I wanted to do 10 more. So I think the secret to staying inspired and, and staying, um, you know, just really fully immersed in your work is to just keep going. You know, it's, it's a full-time full job. It's a full-time process. Um, I really stand by the fact that um, you can't ever stop creating. The day you stop creating um, is the day you kind of kill your craft. But it's risk-taking, too. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of risk in art, especially when you are making art um, that exposes some of your most vulnerable moments and, and deepest feelings. You know, you never know how people are going to react. Um, and there's, you know, there's a certain thrill in that. Um, but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think that, you know, writing music that other people can relate to, although sometimes it discusses really hard topics, um, seeing the messages that I get on a daily basis from, you know, teenagers from around the world makes it all worthwhile to me. We'll talk about that now. How, how do you, um, you know, sort of communicate hope to them when when they are communicating with you well you know black box um my first album was really an album about hope because although it explores um a rather tumultuous journey that i went through as a teenager um you know i come out on the other side and lots of those songs although they discuss super um you know painful topics like anxiety depression body dysmorphia trauma etc um, you know, they all have a solution. There's a solution to everything. And I always say that in order to sort of get through your pain, you literally have to get through it. You have to walk through the doors. You have to validate your own feelings. You have to figure out how you're going to solve um, for whatever problems you're facing. Um, the only guarantee that you know, you won't get through it is just if you lay there and let it take over. You got to keep pushing. Um, and so Black Box is really a project that encourages young people, no matter what they're going through, 
You got to get up every day. You got to find something that makes your life meaningful. You got to find purpose. You got to find, um, you know, strength in those who you love. Um, and it's really not an option to just, you know, throw in the towel. You got to keep going. Were there ever parts in the, the black box creative process that you just said, I don't know if I could complete this and this is going to be like, you know, just impossible to get over the, the top on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of different degrees of severity that were discussed in Black Box. Um, I can look back and remember um, certain tracks, particularly uh, Code Black, um, which is all about depression and, um, you know, not feeling like you maybe want to be a part of this world anymore. I remember that song being very tricky for me to write. Um, it was a point in time where I thought about ever putting out this project. Um, so that was, that was a really hard record for me. Um, another hard record, surprisingly, to write was 93 Days because it was me saying, wow, you know, I actually, I need help. And that was a lot for me to admit as someone who considers themselves really independent um, and, you know, very sort of resourceful. So writing that record, 93 Days, I was like, you know, this is the first time I'm admitting to myself and to the world that, you know, I can't do this alone. So, you know, Black Box, I always tell people, it was almost like therapy for me. It was like this open therapy session where I was forced to deal with a lot of things that I never um, dealt with before. We're on this walk, we just stopped in front of this like really <laughs> unique uh, tree that um, I, I venture to guess has been here a few years, Grace. And one of the amazing things I always think about trees, you know, and, I, and the analogy around life is just really how, you know, they are a solid foundation and then, you know, in life, you need a solid foundation around you. Uh, and it really sounds like the solid foundation in your world has certainly been your family. Yeah, um, you know, I am incredibly close uh, with my mom. I'm an only child, um, so I never had um, a ton of people around that were my age. Most of my cousins are much older than me. Um, but it's kind of been, you know, my mom and I, since I can remember, um, she is one of the strongest people I know. She has pulled me out of places that I never thought I would get out of. Um, she's just, she's an incredible person. And I've never really met anyone quite like her. Um, so I think that she has been a tremendous support system for me. Um, and, you know, I feel blessed to be able to have such a supportive um, and loving mom. And, uh, you know, we've really been on this musical journey together. Um, she's been by my side the whole way and, and continues to do so every day. So how hard during COVID has it been to uh, be in the midst of creative processes? You know, it was pretty hard when, when COVID first started. Um, there was a lot of uncertainty. A lot of people didn't know how they were going to move forward. Um, it was definitely uh, very stressful in the music world because obviously touring shut down completely. So I had to watch a lot of friends of mine go through um, very hard times. You know, their 
they were strictly touring musicians and COVID sort of forced them to become uh, writers and producers and it really forced them out of their comfort zone and I think it did that for a lot of people you know I ended up working on projects and and doing things in COVID that I maybe never would have done um, had we not had a situation like that so um, for a creative I think it was sometimes you know it's hard to say but it was like a blessing in disguise um, it definitely forced me to really think outside of a comfort zone and figure out how to be creative when I really had no interest in doing anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very easy to sort of fall into, um, you know, that sort of dark, depressed place when the world um, sorts to, or starts to sort of fall apart around you. But, um, you know, I got through it. I'm glad to say that, um, you know, I feel like we're coming out on the other side now and we're all better people for it yeah and you you used it as the opportunity to spend your time wisely and uh you know i think that's smart of you for sure so so the world is pretty uh pretty scary right now obviously <laughs> let's yep. just say uh with the crisis that's going on certainly uh in you know ukraine um and you know what we see terms of the news cycle on it and just uh, the you know just the awful story there we see stories that are amazing that are unbelievably resilient but we certainly see so much tragedy um, tell me your feelings on what we're we're all seeing from a perspective that you have you know god it's it's hard to say I think the people that I feel um, the most sad for are all of the kids and very young people who are having to live through, um, you know, these unprecedented times that we're living through right now. Um, you know, although I'm only 20, I've had um, a great deal of exposure to the world and, and how things really are. And I, I just wish that I could just oh, get on a loudspeaker and, and tell our youth that it's going to be okay. Um, you know, that uh, although things seem um, you know, so bad right now, there's a pendulum and things will swing to the other side. Um, you know, I'm a believer that although there are so many bad things that are going on in the world, I also think that there are so many good things that you don't hear about. You know, the news loves to cover everything that's terrible and they don't like to cover things that are beautiful and wonderful and, and things that are taking a step forward and and things like that. So as much as I can, one way that I cope is to try to find something um, good that happens every day. Um, and it can be something small or it can be something big, but I just try to fill, you know, um, my energy and, and my mind with positive things as opposed to um, incredibly painful and hurtful ones. So talk about beyond your family, some of the people that uh, also inspire you, whether they're people who are musicians or friends or who are the other folks that really um, are important to you in terms of uh, inspiration, musical and otherwise. Well, um, you know, we spoke a little bit about Lady Gaga and, and she um, will always be a massive inspiration to me. Um, I've been lucky enough in my life to work with Don Lawrence, who is um, Lady Gaga's vocal coach and has been mine for the last 
almost eight years now. Um, Dawn's been a tremendous support system for me and just, you know, he's, he's, uh, I always say he's almost like my grandpa or my <laughs> second dad or something like that. He's been, um, you know, just, just incredible. And any time that I was ever considering, um, you know, quitting or there goes my water. It's all right. Quitting or, um, you know, wanting to stop what I was doing. He was always that voice of reason who could put things into perspective for me yep. and kind of bring me back down to the ground. Um, I also draw a lot of inspiration from um, my frequent collaborator and kind of creative partner, Scott Ethman. Um, he wrote uh, with me a few of my favorite songs off of Black Box, Creature, and 93 Days. Um, and he has produced, I believe, 13 of 13 tracks off my next album. So Scott is one of my best friends um, and one of my favorite people to work with. Um, I feel I do the best work with him. Um, so he's definitely been a huge source of uh, inspiration for me as well. And um, then, of course, my girlfriend, Katie, um, She's, uh, we've been together almost a year now, and she's brought me an amount of happiness that I didn't know possible before. So she's definitely inspired some, uh, some happier music, um, some love songs for the first time in my career. Um, she's an actress, yes? She's an actress, yes. um, and she's very good at it. And we actually met on the set of uh, the Creature music video for black box i you know i found her on tiktok and i was like you know gosh that girl's so funny she's so cool i'm gonna see if she wants to be in my music videos <laughs> and so i just messaged her and and she was like yeah you know i'd love to be in the project and so that's really where we met and then all of a sudden by the time i was done filming that project i found myself in a very unique situation um and you know now we've been together for a year oh so that's so great it's uh, it's a very cool story that's a, that's a lovely story. Sounds serendipitous, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you continue to get exposed to um, maybe artists, whether they be new artists or new artists for you that you've not uh, discovered? I mean, I'm always looking online. Um, I love to see what my friends are listening to. Um, I like to see what my other collaborators and producers and writers are listening to because you know they've all got a very sophisticated musical ear and sometimes uh they'll show me songs that I would have never found on my own that ended up being some of my you know favorite records so I think it's just about um talking to a lot of different people about their musical opinions um and getting like recommendations from your friends um I think music is a very Oh, it's a very personal thing. Everyone's taste is very different. Um, and I think that's what that's what makes it great. There's something for everybody. Yeah, I mean, music. Like, what is it about music? What is it that it does? Uh, how can you explain what music does to us? Because when I think of it, I think of how it lifts you up. It takes you down. It, <laughs> it makes you laugh. It makes yeah. you cry. It, uh, it, there's so many emotions, but what do you think is the secret sauce behind music? I think that music is um, a universal language. Um, that's always how my mom described it to me when I was a little kid. Um, it's something that 
you know, from the beginning of time has always brought people together in some form. Um, and I don't think, you know, you necessarily have to know what someone's talking about or even what they're saying to just sit there and listen to the beautiful sounds of instruments and to appreciate, you know, the craftsmanship that, that comes with musicianship and so on. Um, I think that it's something that really has um, only upside. And, you know, you say music brings us up, it brings us down. And, and that's true. I think music forces us to look inward and look at ourselves and uh, really do a lot of um, self-reflection and growing. It's just, uh, it is universal and it's just the beauty of it. And uh, boy, I know I'm grateful for the exposure that I have to, to music. And like you said, a friend who just turns you on to something, sends you the recommendation. And if it's something that you've never experienced, it's just, it's just a special moment, right? Absolutely. It really is. So what's next here project wise it sounds like something's finished that you've something uh, is finished yeah? yes something is finished i um you know i wrapped up black box and as the creative kind of cuckoo that i am i went <laughs> right into the second one um without taking any time in between i would call it prolific but... <laughs> there you go well you know everyone uh, in my household who hears me at 3 a.m writing music i don't know if they feel that way <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I, my next project is called Pillbox. What's your fantasy? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a continuation of Black Box, but I would call it a continuation of my life and where I'm at now. Um, as an artist, as a person, um, it's a project that I'm very excited about. It feels, it feels like almost the first time I'm putting something out, um, as an adult, you know, when I created Black Box, um, although I didn't film it till I was a bit older, um, it was something that I created when I was 17. And so I wasn't really out of that, that high school space yet. I was still kind of just right on the cusp of adulthood. Um, and now at 20, I feel very confident in this next project and this next um, message and sort of group of songs. Um, you know, my team and I are working 12 and 14 hours a day to try and uh, get this thing together. We start production in six weeks, and uh, hopefully rollout starts um, early in the summer. That's tremendous. And Hero, in the, the Netflix uh, movie, Rescued by Ruby, uh, congratulations on that. What a tremendous song. And Thank you. What a great story for you to be uh, part of that Netflix special. Um, that was a dream of yours for, for a while to uh, attain, yes? Yes, it was a long-time dream. Um, I used to tell my mom uh, when I first started out, I was like, you know, one day I'm going to have uh, one of my songs in one of these big movies. Um, and, you know, she's like, okay, babe, I bet you can do it, you know? And, and it's just, uh, it's a full circle moment. Um, her and I were talking about it last night, and we were just like, wow, you know, how crazy that this happened. Um, and it's sort of, you know, when it rains, it pours. So it's, it's nuts that like, right when this Netflix film comes out, I'm ready to start my second project. And um, I've got a lot of really cool things going on behind the scenes. Um, and it's just like, you know, I'm sort of in this space where I'm creating a ton, I'm working a lot, and I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my life. So 
Oh, you know, can't complain. That's so great. Well, Hero is such an important song, I think, for the time because there's so many heroic actions that we're witnessing in the world. There's so many people who, you know, bring heroic traits and into life. And um, Grace, what you're doing for people and the voice that you're, you're giving them and the safe haven that you're giving them is heroic in its own regard. <laughs> and I want to just certainly congratulate you for all of your work. And, and I look forward to uh, the next bodies of your <laughs> prolific work. Thank you. And I'm so honored that you were able to find the time to take a walk with me. Oh gosh, it was a blast. And uh, you know, it's it's beautiful outside and it's reminding me that I gotta get out more. I gotta get out from the studio and hopefully when I'm uh, done with this project, I can, uh, you know, find myself outside and in nature a little bit more than I am right now. Thanks for your tremendous energy, Grace. Thank you so much, Buzz. This was a blast. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.